Knights and Avondale share points like two besties. South Melbourne put four past Altona. Heidelberg and Oakley climb into the top six. And Branson is late for something. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Match Day 5 episode of the Semi-Pro Potty. Yeah, g'day, Branson. How are you? Welcome. I'm doing very well, thank you, William. Uh, I've woken up this morning sounding uh, a little bit husky, so uh, I sound a little bit like you with a nice, deep voice, I think, but uh, other Ooh, than that, mate- I like this. This could be it's... a new late-night radio <laughs> voice yeah. for the pod. Yeah, apparently did a lot of yelling over the weekend, and I am now husky, all the yelling over the fantastic NPL Victoria football, mate. Yeah, I mean, look, it's been another cracking week. We say this every week, but genuinely, um, one thing that we'll reintroduce that I'll go through a little bit later on is there was some really crap football this week, mm. um, which I really liked. Um, so a lot to look forward to. But before we jump into it, apparently you were late for something, Brand. Do you want to bloody listen on that? I was. I will fill you in later. I don't want to jump the gun, mate. I, I don't. Future spoilers. I'm not going to get into it. Trust me. Don't worry. Uh, mm. I will explain fully. Uh, the listeners will know, you will know, the full story will be disclosed, just not yet. But I was on time for this podcast recording, but I was late for something. We'll find out what later on, mate. But let's okay. jump in the kit bag. Let's do that. Yeah. Let's do a kit bag. I mean, look, we do it this week and every week. Again, I am digging into Branson's kit segment because I've been very responsible of an adult this year. But Bran, kick us off. What are you wearing this week? Mate, I am wearing a special kit, an American kit from Forward Madison, who are a USL League One team playing out of Wisconsin. They are notorious for absolute bangers uh, when it comes to kit design. I am wearing, it's called their Drip Kit. It's got a funky blue, pink, dark blue, wavy pattern on it. It's quite good, quite groovy little bit psychedelic. It's an absolute banger of a kit. Don't know much about forward, forward Madison other than they have some absolute belters of uh, when it comes to kits. Uh, big fan of this one. Uh, I love it, mate. What are you wearing? Well, funny you should say that because I'm actually an avid Forward Madison fan, um, which would explain why I also am wearing a Forward Madison kit this week. Um, you're right in saying that they are ripper kits. Um, also like niche kit manufacturer in Hummel. Um, always like a not niche, but more of the fringe manufacturers mm. away from your Nikes, your Pumas and everything and something a little bit more bespoke and niche. Um, so, yeah, I'm wearing their pink goalkeeper jersey, which has a nice detail of, of little flamingos to create a pattern, which I just think it's a ripper kit. Um, I also it will is. say that I think our kit bag photo this week is rather cute. Very um, cute. Yeah, we've kind of gone, we've we've really lent into the... um extravagance of these kids and we're looking we're looking good mate i think we're looking good we're looking great and one quick thing forward madison they are nicknamed the flamingos but madison wisconsin is very cold and very far from anywhere that you would associate flamingos with being i don't even think the zoo in madison if it had a zoo would have flamingos but uh other than that mate Great kits. Love it. Great great kits. Another good segment that you'll no doubt win, but hopefully you don't cheat on the voting this week, <laughs> Branson. I didn't even check last week's results. Did you see them? 
Uh, I saw him at one stage and I was up 81 to 19 and I hadn't even voted. So an emphatic Ooh, result for Brett. Yeah. I mean, Forest Green Rovers, that kit, it just gets a, a, a lot of love and it's a banger. It is a great kit. Um, One other bit that we're going to start doing as well is well, until we run out of reviews, if I'm honest with you. Look, if you do want to leave us a review, it's not for any reason of promoting the podcast other than we just genuinely want to hear your feedback. Um, So we've got one... <laughs> From Unsent Letter, I don't even like soccer. Five stars. Great. Five-star review, Branson. We're getting a lot of those. So, yeah, if you want to jump in and start giving us lower than five stars, that'd be great. I don't know how I ended up here, but I gave it a go and I don't regret it. If I was into Victorian soccer, I would totally listen to this. Which I think... That's a great review because it proves that you don't even have to like soccer to enjoy this. I mean, Carla Gibson is an avid listener. She is. Of the podcast. Avid Yeah, avid. We'll get to that later. I'm not starting to not feel okay about this. Um, But, yeah, uh, so that's a really interesting review to get someone who I thought was completely random. Turns out it's my mate Tristan at work. So oh. Tristan listened to our podcast for about 15 minutes and gave me the very honest review of if I cared anything about soccer, I'd probably listen, but I don't. So there we go. That's right. Still gave it five stars. We're happy with that. We are indeed. Um, Look, mate, we're also happy with the weekend of football. Let's do no more than jump straight into it. Branson, you can kick us off this week with Oakley. I would say getting their way back into some very nice form with a 2-0 win against Green Gully. Tell us about it. Absolutely. Great result for the Cannons. They uh, came out of the blocks firing in this one. They had some early Ooh, chances. Cannons firing. That's quite good by you. Yeah, it's good. I think that's. I think I used that same uh, play on words last week. That's the only uh, Cannon pun slash reference I've got. I'll, I'll workshop that for next week. We'll see what we can come out with. Anyway, came out of the blocks firing. Uh, they had some early chances before they scored twice in five minutes thanks to Tyson Holmes and Matt Thurtell. Midway through the first half, after that, it was still the Cannons on top. Jared Tyson, the green gully goalkeeper, he made a number of good saves to keep the deficit at two. Fast forwarding towards the end of the match, mate, George Opolis, a youngster who came across from Pascoval for green gully. He had probably their best chance of the game late on, uh, but he was well denied by Nick Feely, the Oakley goalkeeper. And in the end... The Cannons were comfortable to nil winners. And this was a bit of a strange game because I was looking at the stats afterwards uh, and they seemed pretty even in terms of shots, shots on target, corners, crosses, that sort of stuff. But having watched the game on Friday night, it just always felt to me like Oakley were in control. Like I watched the game, I'm like, yep, the Cannons, not dominated, but like they're always comfortable. You know, they it always felt like they were in control. They had the more threatening of the chances. They looked more likely to score throughout the entire game. Um, and I was a little bit surprised when it came to the end of the game to see that Green Gully actually had as many shots as they did. Um, but I thought it was a really good performance from from Oakley, to be honest. It's their second win in a row, four games undefeated, uh, and they are now up to fourth on the table, which is, uh, which is good, sort of where we expected or more towards where we expected Oakley to be. Uh, took them a while to get rolling, but two wins on the trot now. Uh, that's pretty good. Um, and Oakley actually now leap ahead of Green Gully on the table, albeit, you know, we say this every week, it is only match day five, five rounds in, so the table's not, you know, super important. It, it does move stage. around a bit, yeah. 
Exactly. Uh, for Green Gully, however, second loss in a row for them. Not ideal. Albeit, though, against two good sides in Heidelberg and Oakley. And overall, man, looking at Green Gully, they've just sort of had a little bit of a an, an, an interesting mix. You know, they beat Avondale at home, uh, snatch a late draw at Hume, and now two defeats to Oakley and to Heidelberg. They, I don't know what to... What to make of them where, you know, they're competitive against the good sides, but they're also lost to a couple of good sides. So, you know, it's a bit of a mixed bag for them, but uh, not the worst result. But Oakley, I thought, looked looked very impressive. Joe Knowles, Matt Thotel, I thought looked very, very good. Wade Decker, sort of ever-present as well, uh, a good attacking threat. So for Oakley, good result, mate. Yeah, no, love that for them. Um, it's something that I've sort of seen from Oakley is that they may be Started the season not quite where I thought they were, but they've had a good run of form, a couple of games now with wins, not just draws. And, you know, I think they're where we would expect them to be now and they'll just keep climbing up the table. And I think, again, very early days, but they'll be at the pointy end. We sure think so. Two other teams who we think will be towards the pointy of the season, mate, Hume City and the Bentley Greens, they faced off last weekend. You had some eyeballs on this one. Tell me all about it. I did, and it was Hume to the good by two goals to nil, which for mine maybe flatters the game a bit because it was a tight game um, and it was a goalless first half, very close sort of. Both teams had some breaks. Both teams, it was a tight midfield battle. It was a very, it was two evenly matched teams, in my opinion, kind of going against each other. Um, Bentley for mine probably weren't as good as Hume, though, in the first half. So it wasn't super surprising when in the second half, about halfway through, um, Hume took the lead 1-0 uh, through a bit of a poacher's goal from Delich. Uh, absolutely, goalkeeper comes out, drops it. Delich is just in the right place at the right time to put it home. A um, little bit of a goalkeeping howler, but, you know, we all make mistakes, Branson. You and I know this more so than anyone else. Yes. Um, then Mitch Cooper put one home in the 81st minute to cap it off. Uh, had a really nice goal celebration with it as well. The classic FIFA slide on your stomach style celebration, which I do love. But it felt very comfortable for Hume at this stage. But again, it didn't feel like a 2-0 they'd fully dominated kind of game. Um, Bentley had two great late chances, though. Um, that could have really changed the outcome of the game. One hit the crossbar, the other was put over the bar from close range that you really probably should be at least working the keeper with. And, you know, for mine, would 2-2 have been a more accurate scoreline? Maybe. But, hey, Hume, 2-0. It's not the most convincing 2-0 win I've ever seen. But, hey, three points, they played really well. And I do think that, particularly in the first half, they probably looked a little bit better. But, yeah, I'd say Bentley would be kind of kicking themselves for not at least getting one of those last two chances in to make it a bit interesting. Yeah, definitely. Um, and a good result for Hume in the end. They're, they're similar to Green Gully. You know, they've got two wins, two draws and a loss. And Bentley as well, two wins, one draw, two losses, where, it, man, this this year has just been so up and down for a lot of these teams. And it's going to be so tight. Like, we've spoken about how competitive of a league it is. And it's just the way these results pan out at times, it's... It's just going to be a condensed top nine for like the entire duration of the season. It's going to be wild. Um, there's one result as well that didn't help condensing of the league, and that is Avondale versus Knights. We tip this as probably the match of the round. 
Mm. Bran, you were there or were you? I still was. don't know. Oh, okay, you were. I wasn't sure if that was the lateness <laughs> thing that you were talking about before. Um, look, talk us through this game because this looked like a very tight cracker of a game. It was. It was both of those things. First, first, third coming into it. Lots on the line. If Avondale had won, they would have gone top. Uh, if the Knights had won, they would have increased their lead on top of the ladder as well. Uh, so lots on the line going into this one. Plus, it's, you know, a bit of a rivalry game as well. So I was very much looking forward to it. It was a very tight first half, very even. I thought it sort of felt like both teams were sort of sussing each other out, you know, some some good chances, but uh, neither wanting to get caught on the break or anything like that. Things started to open up a little bit more in the second half. I thought the Knights, they started off the second half better of the two sides. They had a, a couple of chances uh uh, early on in the second half, looked like they were building some pressure. As the half wore on, though, it was Avondale who slowly gained the ascendancy. They had a bunch of chances to score. They started to come thick and fast. I think Christian Trajeski hit the post. Stefan Valentini had a chance. Uh, Yusuf Ahmed and Liam Boland both had chances. Eventually, though, it was Yusuf Ahmed who gave Avondale the lead in the 80th minute. Good finish, found on a run on the right hand, sorry, found in space on the right hand side. Uh, one of my favorite finishes because he was about, oh, I don't know, 10 yards from the keeper, just blasted it over his head. Didn't try to tuck it home. He's just like, all right, mate, I'm eight meters away and I'm going to kick this ball at you as hard as I can. And it went over Manos, the goalkeeper's shoulder. Not much he could do about it. From there, it looked like Avondale were going to hang on. As the half went on, it looked like the Knights were maybe on their last legs, maybe a little bit lethargic. Um, after the goal, though, the, the pressure ramped up and the Knights snatched a draw late with a header, header goal in stoppage time from Mikulic. Uh, fantastic. Great scenes. Uh, the Knights fans who always travel well, they were up and about. Uh, they had a good away day presence. They loved it. Uh, and in the end, the points were shared. One all draw in this one. Probably on the whole, I would say one point gained for the Knights, two points dropped for Avondale. I thought Avondale had more of the chances, should have scored earlier than they did, or earlier than the 80th minute. And then whenever your team scores um, a 90th minute equaliser, you'd be uh, you'd be happy with that. So still, though, uh, just on the Knights quickly, I thought they more than held their own in this one. I thought they were very good in the first half. It was very, very even. Better of the sides to start off the second half looked a little bit tired at the end but you know a point for them still well deserved but I think Avondale will look at this one and go geez we probably were unlucky not to hang on um and probably should have scored earlier and probably should have had a second but a very very good game very much enjoyable yeah I think I think it's a really interesting one though because with that I think this is a perfect result for where both of these teams are at so Avondale are not quite where we have come accustomed to them being of quite dominant in games and being very sure of what gear they're in and how to change gears within their their performances. It just feels a little bit lacking this season and it'll probably build over the season, whereas Knights have gotten really good. You know, they're now kind of more reliable and dependable um, and they're playing really good tight football. They don't have to... Yeah. They, it doesn't have to be a chaos game for them to play well. So as much as maybe the feeling is that it's points dropped for Avondale versus, you know, a point gain for for Knights. I actually think this is a really 
accurate representation that Avondale aren't quite where they used to be and Knights are much better than where they were. And, man, you can split the difference between these two teams at the end of the season based off of that game because I thought it was a really, really good game. Yeah, totally. And you took the words right out of my mouth, mate. I was going to say, but I want to hear what you have to say. And, mate, you just leapt straight into it. I love it. Uh, full credit to the Knights. I, I, you know, I seriously thought they played very, very well. Uh, totally agree on Avondale. They haven't seemed to fully fired on all cylinders yet, but uh, the Knights look very, very strong. I think in the reverse, or not the reverse fixture, when they played in round five last year, Avondale pumped the Knights 6-1. So it really sort of shows the, the difference where both sides are at and the massive step forward that the Knights have taken now mate this next game that we're going to talk about i think in yeah. our tips last week when we put him in we had the audacity to say snore fest draw fest bore fest uh in tipping like a nil all draw in this one and it was anything but a bore fest south melbourne four altona one tell me about this one mate how wrong were we we're just so shit at this <laughs> like it always amazes me how much we're like like, even before when we were doing tips for this week, I was like, man, this is so easy. Why don't we just do this every week? And then we got our tip <laughs> results and I'm like, you know, it's actually really hard. Um, yeah, look, this was a, actually a bit of a ripper game. Um, it was a slow start, I'll be honest. But, look, that's fine because the game absolutely blew up. Look, Altona actually took the lead, which when I saw that, I was like, ooh, kind of spicy. I didn't think that would happen. At least there's going to be a goal in this one. Um, it was a heavily deflected strike in the 26th minute. I mean, the ball is probably going out for a throw-in and yet ends up in the back of the net. So I'm not sure if it's a deflection as much as it is a completely different shot trajectory. Um, but that seemed to probably more so wake up South than give Altona a footing in the game to really defend. Um, they scored a goal about 10 minutes later through Yankovic. Uh, they then doubled their lead through a very, very semi-professional penalty. Um, I genuinely think it was a back pass within six yards that was given as a penalty. I don't know. It was just, yeah, it was chaos. Um, it was one of those ones where I think goalkeeper just makes a bit of a hash of it and then the defender makes a hash of it and then the goalkeeper makes a hash of it and then everyone is just shocked that there's a penalty at the end of the line. Um, Salidos would step up to the spot. Absolute corker of a pen. Bottom left, I think it was. Um, hit with Venom. Really like it. 2 0. Um, then the second half was pretty much all South, but uh, where a lot of their sort of first goals came from, I think sort of set pieces and, and open pl- uh, set pieces, the second half was more open play. They found it quite easy to get. Uh, look, I'll be honest with you, their their play made Dan North Thunder look really ragged in defence. Um, I'd say a lot of the pace, Altona just couldn't deal with it. Um, it was Can really... I just say- just quickly, South Melbourne was so good. They made a team they weren't even playing look terrible. They were playing the Magic, not the Tandy Thunder, mate. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Good point. <laughs> well done, Branson. Um, sorry, probably, sorry to do we also get to Do we also get to add this to the That Same Professional section? Oh, it's going it in. Just, no. It wasn't okay. in the script. It's going in now, but that's Okay, right. good. Good, man. You Can can you do that for me, please? That'll be yeah, great. No Cheers. worries. Um, yeah, so uh, just the pace of South Melbourne, it made it very easy for... Altona to be at all sorts at the back. Um, let's score two more goals. Uh, 4-1 win. Really, really good performance. South Melbourne, I think, are now the only undefeated team left, um, which if we look at where they were last season, it was win, loss, draw, loss, win, draw, loss, 
there was no consistency. So the fact that they've actually got some consistency at the front end of the season, very impressed. South Melbourne looked like they've solved a lot of problems of getting the ball in the back of the net. By the same token, Altona looked very poorly structured in defence. It looked quite easy to get at them. And despite taking that first, that, that 1-0 lead, um, they were not really in this match. So great three points, great performance, South Melbourne. Altona definitely need to go back to the drawing board for just, I think, some structure in their play. Yeah, man, I've been so disappointed with Altona, to be absolutely honest. So five games in, they've got three draws, two losses. Uh, We spoke last week how I think they'd only lost one game and they'd had a few draws, but the nature of those draws had been pretty pretty average. Um, And that sort of form carried on to this week, uh, where with all the signings that they made, some of the big players that they brought in, they've just looked pretty nowhere. That's why I called out structure. Like, it doesn't look like the players are bad. It just looks like the structure is just way off. And there is still a lot of seasons still to come. But for the first five games, they have, for me, have been the most underwhelming side in the league. Uh, Totally agree on South Melbourne, though. You know, uh, the only undefeated team. Two wins, three draws. They sit second on the table as well, which is fantastic for them. So uh, we'll see if they can uh, carry that forward. Uh, yeah, hope, carry, carry that forward going on. Something carry that, like that forward going on. Yeah, going yeah. forward, carrying that on. Yeah, yeah. why not? Just combine yeah. three or four sayings in one. Yeah. Um, I have a favourite saying, Branson, and you know this. Mm. I've always said two goals at Heidelberg are worth one for Dandy City. And that, funnily enough, was the scoreline of Heidelberg versus Dandenong City. Brand, talk us through this game. Yes. So Heidelberg 2, Dandenong City 1. I went along to this one. Uh, thought the game started at 5 o'clock because when we did the run sheet before uh, last week, we looked up the fixture and it said 5 o'clock. So I was like, yeah, great. 5 o'clock. Didn't check during the week. Uh, but no, it did not start at 5. The game actually started at 3.30. So, oh, so I rocked up at Olympic Village in Heidelberg, you know, 10 minutes before 5 to find out that I got there in the uh, 65th minute. So that was good. So I missed the entire first half. Was yeah, tell us, tell us in intricate detail about the first 65 minutes because, to be honest with you, I don't want to hear about anything after 65. Well, so here's the thing. So here's the thing. From what I saw, Dandy City won 1-0. They scored one goal. Heidelberg scored none. So, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, Dandy City won this game. But uh, apparently not. Uh, there were goals scored before I was there that apparently count. So Heidelberg actually won 2-1. Uh, the flip side on this as well was... Uh, because the game ended so quickly, I just went home and then just watched the first half on replay because I was like, well, I have a spare two hours, I guess. So I'll just, um, I'll just go home and, and rewatch that. Uh, Heidelberg, they scored twice in the opening six minutes through Owen Ashton. Uh, he actually should have had a hat trick inside the first 10 minutes. After scoring twice in six minutes, he had another chance on the nine-minute mark, and scoots over the bar. Uh, Heidelberg, well, that sort of sums up the half for Heidelberg as well. Obviously very good, but uh, they should have scored more than twice in this one for me. Really? Yeah, that means Dandy City are terrible. Well, well, not, yeah, yeah, I I think so. Um, Heidelberg, yeah, they look good. They looked... Everything but clinical, if that makes sense. Plenty of forward attacking chances. Could have put more away, but they didn't. Anyway, uh, almost punished towards the end. Dandy City were able to get a goal late. They bundled it over the line from a corner. 
but it was nothing more than a consolation in the end. Heidelberg held on for the win. Dandy City, though, they are still winless after five rounds. They've lost four in a row now, two. They're on the bottom of the table. They had a draw against the Thunder in round one. Since that, it's been four defeats in a row. They are struggling. They are struggling to score. They're struggling to uh, keep the ball out of the back of their own net. I am not willing to write them off just yet, just because we saw what they did in 2019 when they signed a bunch of A-League players. Oh, and but it's, really revitalized it's such a shit season. way to solve a problem, though, isn't it? it like, it, wait for the first half of the season to get so bad that you have to, like, triple invest to get a bailout set of players. Like, just, yeah, it, it is frustrating. Yeah, it's it's not ideal. For Heidelberg, though, on the flip side, they are very similar to Oakley. Second win in a row after uh, uh, four undefeated, sorry, Four games undefeated now, second win in a row after an opening round loss. They now climb into the top six as well. They now sit in fifth. And again, much like uh, Oakley, they seem to have sort of found their footing a little bit more. So good result for Heidelberg. Another disappointing result for Dandy City. Uh, but they weren't the only Dandenong team in action on the weekend, mate. There are, of course, two Dandenong teams. The other one is the Thunder. They were facing Port Melbourne. Tell me about it. Yeah, um, this is a... Fixture where I was sitting there being like, look, this could be anything. Um, this could be a nil-nil draw. This could be a three-nil win to either of them. It could be drama central. One thing I will say about this game is that it's probably the f- the NPL game that sticks in my mind recently as having some real crap 90s football-style antics in there. Um, you know, there was one in the first half where two defenders fall over and a shot hits the bar and then it's sort of like spooned clear and it's just kind of like a little bit shit which I really enjoyed um, I will also say actually though that as much as the crap 90s football was on show the sunset was lovely um, I do like I think that's now where you love polls at NPL broadcasts I love a good sunset yeah, nice. and this was like kind of it was into the camera but it was bloody lovely really liked it um, anyway I probably should focus on the football being a footballing podcast not just the surreal sunsets um, Bonita gave the Thunder the lead halfway through the first half. Um, it really probably should have been kept out. It was as much as it was a shot. It was pretty much straight at him. Um, and he's kind of trying to tip it over the bar, but he's just tipped it in back in the net. Um, then George Mills would equalize for Port 20 minutes into the second half. Really nice finish. Um, and then the game was just Kind of chaos, uh, late chances. Everyone had a bit of fun. Probably Dandy Thunder had the better of the chances, probably didn't make the most of them. If it had gone to 2 1, then I dare say Port wouldn't have had as many chances they had late. But, um, yeah, look, there was probably the thing that you know, there were shots hitting the woodwork, and there was just a chaotic goal line clearance as well. Where Again, crap 90s football. It was just no one wanting to clear the ball and everyone kind of falling over each other, which was quite funny. Um, but I will say that one thing kind of stood out for mine was that there was some questionable goalkeeping from Marco Ganakis uh, for Port in the first half and in the second half. It was one of those ones that looked like it was a really windy night and it was difficult to deal with aerial balls, but uh, didn't actually see any wind at all at the fixture. So I think he just had a bit of a shocker. Um, but I could also be wrong. It could have been really windy. Um, but, the wind is, yeah. wind is often tough to see 
you know, yeah, and, like there are indicators like, that the wind is there, but it is often to, in itself tough to actually lay eyeballs on, mate. So I'm not willing to absolutely begrudge him a bad performance, but yeah, <laughs> I think that look, one one is probably a fair result. It was an exciting game. Definitely go back and watch the highlights for just some of the the real mediocre NPL action that we do love. But Bran, we got one more game. Let's polish it off. You had a look at Eastern Lions once and Auburn's one. Tell us about yeah. this one. We'll, uh, we'll roll through this one. It was a good game of football overall. Eastern Lions, I thought, had the better of the chances in the first half. Justifiably took the lead when Christopher Dristus headed home from a corner. Uh, 1-0 up at the break. I thought the Lions, again, looked the better of the two sides in the second half. Uh, they had 13 shots in the second half compared to St. Albans' two. So they really were controlling a lot of the play there. Uh, the Saints, though, they may have only had two shots, but they sure made sure that uh, one of them count. Sorry, they sh- they certainly made sure that one of them counted. We'll go with that. Got there in the end. Sure. Um, yeah, great. You're, cool. You're telling the story. <laughs> they made one of their two shots absolutely count. There we go. Mate Barisic tapped home in stoppage time after Joseph... Monarch set him up beautifully. Uh, there was more stoppage time action for Monarch. Uh, he was shown a straight red card shortly after setting up the equaliser. A very eventful stoppage time period for him. The Lions, they threw everything forward after that to try to get a last gasp winner. They were unable to do so. Had to settle for the draw and for a point. Overall, mate, I thought the Lions were probably the better of the two sides here. Um... For them, they would have been wanting all three points. They had more of the attacking chances. They had the better of the attacking chances. For St. Albans, it's their second home game in a row where they've had a late goal to snatch points. They, of course, uh, scored that free kick against the Knights to get the win, and now another late goal to get a point against the Lions. Uh, A point is handy for Eastern Lions. They are two points clear of the relegation zone. It is very early on. They will be... A little bit disappointed, I feel, that they weren't able to hang on for all three. Uh, for the Saints, you know, it's another another point for them. They'd want to be beating the Lions at home, but they sit in seventh on eight points, and that's pretty darn good, mate. And that wraps up all the games from this week's uh, action in the NBA. Yeah, so let's turn our attention to the table. Um, on 10 points, sitting clear is Knights in first position. Uh, sitting just behind them, South Melbourne on nine points. And we've got a massive glut of teams on eight points. Bran, we've got Avondale FC in third, Oakley in fourth, Heidelberg fifth, Hume sixth, and St. Albans Saints in seventh. Bran, do you want to take us through the uh, tail end of the table? Sure thing. We've got Green Gully and Bentley just behind those teams that you just mentioned, both on seven points. Dandenong Thunder, Port Melbourne, and Eastern Lions are 10th, 11th, and 12th on five points. Altona Magic and Dandy City are in the relegation zone. Altona Magic on three points and Dandy City on just the one. You mentioned that table was condensed, mate. There is three points separating first and ninth. It is fully loaded up there. Uh, Very quickly, one question for you. Who's the best team in the competition right now? Oh, um, that's a really hard question to answer. I, I genuinely don't think I can. I think it's the Knights. I, I, I really do. I mean, I know it's sort of a bit of a cop-out to pick the team that's on top, but I think they've looked 
quite impressive in in a number of their performances. Their one loss was unfortunate. They played well against St Albans. They beat a, uh, Port Melbourne with ten men. They've I think they've looked really really good. And then we've seen Avondale, Oakley, Heidelberg, Hume, Bentley, other teams who we thought would be all up there, just sort of failing yeah. to fire on all cylinders yet. Where the Knights I'd, are playing really good, consistent football, I think. Yeah, and I think that's the key is consistency. And I think over you know maybe ten. 10 rounds in, it'll be very interesting to see how much this table changes because I just don't think it will that much. Like, it will be those same nine teams doing really well. Um, mm. I am, however, probably going to flip that and say there are teams that are underperforming and overperforming that I didn't expect. And I think Eastern Lions are doing a really ripper job of putting in some good performances and getting enough points just to keep them clear of that relegation zone. And when you look at how bad dandy city are looking at the moment eastern lions are really impressing me compared to what they were last season you know obviously a short called off season but it looked like it was gonna be really hard for them to get a foothold in this league and i think they've kind of got it so i'm really impressed with eastern lions by the same token i'm kind of looking at oakley and avondale and hume and maybe expecting them to be a little bit more dominant than Mm. they currently are and i think they will in time but they're probably the underperformers at the top end of the table, whereas I think, yeah, uh, bottom end of the table, I'm really impressed with Eastern Lions. Yeah, definitely. Uh, very excited to see how the rest of the season plays out, mate. It's going to be fun to watch. Very, very quickly, one last thing for the first part of the show that I want to touch on is uh, result of the round. Uh, there was a big result in the NPL3. The Preston Lions were taking on Springvale White Eagles. Preston Lions won 10-0. 10-0 in that game. They were 2-0 up at halftime, and then I don't know what the coach said at halftime, but whatever he said, it worked, because his side then went out to put eight away in the second half, just, you know, casually 10-0 winning. Not even a cup game against a, a fellow opponent in their division. No idea what happened. I don't know if Springvale are exceptionally weak or Preston are just super strong. Uh, they did beat Melbourne City in their first week, but, mate, what a mega result that is. Yeah, I mean, it's... One of those score lines that you probably tend to see more of, the lower leagues that you go down, you tend not to see a 10 nil in professional football, but semi-professional football, yeah, I love. Remember when we started going for uh, Southern United just because they had a goal difference of like minus 180 in like a 20-game season? Yeah. Um, you know, this is the kind of stuff that we love. We love blowout score lines. When I first thought, I thought it was a typo. You know, being semi-professional football, I thought they thought they they meant to say one nil, and they've actually put accidentally put ten, but no, apparently not. But mate, Ripper, that's us done for the first part. Brand, let's take a quick break and kick off the second half very shortly. And we are back for the Match Day 5 episode of the Semi-Pro Potty. Branson, this is the bit where we loosen the belt, we sit back, we relax, and we talk everything football that is not about the beautiful game and also quite a bit not about football, if I'm honest with you. Um, That's so semi-professional. Bran, what did you see this week in the beautiful game that was not so beautiful? Yeah, so uh, in the Heidelberg-Dandenong City game, there was no commentary. Don't know why. Don't know why. Um, maybe the commentator got the time wrong. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. That could be it. He could have thought it was a 5pm fixture. It happens to the best of us. And, uh, I, I, I have heard it does happen. But that, mate, that wasn't in the run sheet, that joke. That was very good. That was a very genuine big laugh that you are uh, 
you were able to uh, coax out of me. Oh, well done there. Um, very but proud yeah, of myself. Yeah, good. I'm, I'm happy with that. Uh, but yeah, so don't know why there was no commentary. Uh, there just wasn't. So hopefully there's no, you know, nothing too serious about it. But uh, yeah. What it kind of makes you want to take – no, it kind of makes you want to quickly on that. It kind of makes me – when I was watching the Avondale game, it was really rainy and I really enjoyed oh, just like yeah. the NPL with the sound of rain. Um, maybe there's like a – we need to like re-upload the NPL games with like soothing, like relaxing music or like whale sounds. Like mm. what would an NPL game with like meditative music sound like? Wow. Could be kind of fun. I'd be wild. Yeah, that's – an poof, whole new world, mate. Like this podcast wasn't niche enough. I'm now looking for <laughs> meditation videos that cross over with NPL goal highlights. Brilliant. Yep. Well done, Austin. Nice. Um, poll watch. Did see a poll in both the Heidelberg and St. Albans games. Love that. Always one of our favorites. Um, I will also quickly jump in and say, um, no, I'll let you take that one. You say your next one, Bran. Yeah, so this is something that I saw. Uh, obviously, you're an Adelaide United fan, which is why I think you wanted to discuss this. Uh, mine is Sydney FC, so that's so semi-professional, is Sydney FC's salty tweet about the full-time result in their A-League game against Adelaide United. They, uh, their admin tweeted out, the Reds are gifted the win in an otherwise tight and even contest in reference to a uh, a goal that was scored by Adelaide as the, as a result of a penalty, which was maybe a little bit titchy-touchy, maybe a little bit hard, like Braddon swung his boot. Uh, and then the foot comes behind. in in front. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. I, I agree, but we've seen them given a hundred times, so it's not yeah. even shocked anymore. But also, Sydney FC, turn it up. Absolutely. And what I didn't like about Sydney FC as well is that they should have genuinely had, like, well, the, 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 number of cards, yeah, yeah. You know, the number of cards that Sydney didn't get. And, like, Sydney, I just... It's fucking impossible to have any sympathy for Sydney FC. So, like, mm-hmm. yeah, oh, cool. Maybe you got a, a bit hard done by in this one. It's like, no one cares. Yeah, No one did, but Sydney did. fans cares. It's like, it's just no one cares. And you can't be tweeting that. That's not – sorry, I've just coughed and now my husky voice is even worse. Uh, you can't no, be no. tweeting that. Very semi-professional, mate. Uh, yep. You've got another one. Go for it. Uh, going abroad for this one, uh, mm. the Portugal goal or – Portugal, as I put in the thing. Nice. Which it wasn't. Uh, and there was no VAR at the stadium to review it. So I kind of love NPL Victorian football because there's no VAR and there's no goal line technology. And I looked at this and went, if you can't bloody roll out VAR and goal line technology for an international fixture, then don't have it for anyone. Don't care. Put well, VAR on the bin. It's a World Cup. Sorry, it was a World Cup qualifier as well. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't just like a Europa, uh, not Europa League. What is it? UEFA Nations League Nations or League. friendly or anything? Yeah, World Cup qualifier. So actually, a little bit on the line on for this one. Get it on the line on the line. Very Did good, the ball Branson. The lo- oh, thought so. Um, yeah, totally agree. All or nothing. But uh, anyway, um, that's so semi-professional. Two last little ones. Me for being late. Uh, I thought that was pretty classic. Didn't check the time of kickoff. Um, rocked up in the 65th minute. And then, of course, you. Uh, we said we were going to add you in earlier on. You said and we your did. name in the, uh, in the team review just before. Yeah. Talking about Altona, South Melbourne, and you drop uh, Danny Thunder in there. They're just 
sitting there listening and go, whoa, why are we being attacked? But uh, anyway, mate. I I feel like it's only fair for me to come clean with that and say that I only put that in there to see if you pay attention to me when I'm talking about my games. And it was actually a test and you passed with flying colours. So well done, Bran. Yeah, no worries. Um, Things that we liked. Bran, kick us off. Yes, I'm just, uh, I've clicked out of my tab. Where am I? Things that we like. Active support. Every week. I was looking. Every Every time, we, every time we do something, we you always a- need to reopen up. Every time you have to reopen up a tab, I feel like it needs to be a drink or a shot. Yep. Okay, cool. We can we can do that for those playing at home. Well done. Um, <laughs> uh, what did I like? Oh, yes, active support back at Amy Park. I thought that was pretty good. Uh, good to see. Been a long time coming. Uh, just quietly, though, active support never left in the NPL. It was always there. Just another reason why you should go to the NPL over the A-League, but I did think that that was uh, good to see. Nonetheless, another thing that I'm looking forward to is a mega Wednesday night of NPL action ahead of Easter. They have seven fixtures coming up this week on Wednesday night. That's really cool. I really like that. Uh, I know I quite dislike when they have a bunch of games on a Friday night, uh, but I think in this instance, it works for all. It, it works okay. All the games playing at once on a midweeker, all for that Friday night, space them out over the weekend. But for this, I'm looking forward to it. Seven games on at once. Mm-hmm. It's going to be good, mate. What do you like? Um, I am a big fan this week of Port Melbourne sash kit. I think it was the first time that I'd seen them in their away kit. Um, but I just love a sash kit. And I was looking at it and I was like, is that Port Melbourne or like a different club? Because it doesn't look very Port Melbourne-y at all. Um but hey, love a sash kit, love the MPL. Why not combine the two? Venn diagram of happiness for me. So that was mine. Brand, you got some W League, a little bit of love to share. Yeah, absolutely. Hard not to like this one, mate. Riley Dobson, Melbourne City player, retiring early, um, earlier than she normally would. Her partner has, I believe, he has brain cancer. So she announced this week that she was going to retire to spend more time with him so it was her final ever game in the W League on uh sorry on the weekend uh Melbourne City taking on Perth Glory she scored a goal that went on to be the eventual winner and then after the game her partner proposed to her on the pitch so all around that just pretty magical stuff you know lovely wholesome football chat isn't it it's great Absolutely, and it got a lot of traction around the world globally uh, on Twitter and social media, which is always good to see. Um, and for Melbourne City, I saw, uh, I think it was Teo Palazzari on the commentary, was saying that, uh, you know, Melbourne City, their W League team, have won a bunch of trophies. I think they've won it three times, but this could be the most magical end to a season. I was like, do you know what? That's probably a uh, a pretty good point. It's not the way that they would have seen their, uh, that they would have wanted their season to come to an end. I think it's like their lowest ever points total. But still, in the end, pretty magical way for the season to end. So I just, I mean, how could you not love that, mate? How could you not? Um, Bran, you've got some more stuff, don't you, actually? I do. I have one last thing that I saw that I like. Double dose of goalkeepers in hats in the NPL. St. Albans and Eastern Lions, uh, both goalkeepers, Sester and Coulter, were uh, donning lids for that one to block out the uh, the first half St. Albans' sun. So, I mean, we always love goalkeepers and hats, mate. There were two of them in the same game. 
We, we do. I couldn't validate it, but were they club hats or had they just gone to the boot of their car to get like a hat that's in the back of the car? Because that's the only way that I like goalkeepers in hats mm-hmm. more is when they're wearing like a New York Yankees hat or something. Yeah, well, we like, saw I Michael don't think we- that's the case. Yeah, we saw Michael Weir do that, just wearing a rando. He looked like he got it off his mate <laughs> at the game. Yeah. So I didn't get a good look of the, any logos on the hat, but we saw him. We love him. We do. Um... I'm pretty excited, Brian, about a bit of FFA Cup this weekend. Always love to welcome back into my life the concept of a cup set. Also, just like saying cup set. So, FFA Cup this weekend, over the Easter weekend, very excited by that. So, looking forward to some of the potential results that come from there. Um, You're looking concerned. What's wrong? No, nothing's wrong. Oh, good. Um, then I'm going to round us off with, uh, obviously, the Adelaide United-Sydney game. I watched that. I really enjoyed it. Um, I was tense. I was yelling at my screen. I was also quite hungover yesterday, so I didn't think that I was going to be as into the game as I was. But one thing me and my mates are all talking about is we love that Adelaide United at the moment is full of kids who grew up supporting Adelaide United, who played football in South Australia and are getting a chance to represent Adelaide United. and. Joe Gauchy's save at the very end there was absolutely everything I want to see from Australian football in the next decade of young kids getting a chance, playing well, impressing everyone, and I absolutely loved that. Yeah, definitely. Good to uh, good to see, mate. That does wrap up the the What We Liked segment. Fantastic job by us, which takes us on to... The games, mate. We've been uh, we've been playing this a little bit. Uh, pick the right winner. Haven't thought of a better name for it than that. But uh, we've been I still think this before. is just the. I just still think this is the Branson and Will pick on each other segment. It's it's like in pod bullying, and I'm kind of okay with it. Um, look, I've I've gone first the last couple of times. Do you want to kick us off with this one, or do you want me to? Oh, I reckon I can off. do. Oh, I reckon I can kick us off. So, right, um, I'm changing up this week. So previously, I'd done a real team, fake team, read out some names, and you had to identify whether or not this team was a real professional football club or a fake team name that I had just made up. I've changed it though, mate. I've, I've followed your lead on on what you'd been doing with your questions here. Um, as part of my job, I am a sub editor. So I read a lot of news articles as as part of my job. And as part of that, I'm quite well, I don't know, I, I'm quite knowledgeable when it comes to- You're abreast to of news and current affairs. Yeah. Yes. And as a result of that, I'm quite knowledgeable when it comes to current world leaders. Just because you read about them in news articles with elections and uh, COVID and all that sort of stuff going on at the moment. So my question- for you, for this segment, is going to be, is this a world leader or is it a mm. current NPL player? Shit, that's two things I know so little about. Um, <laughs> so, it's, uh, it's going to be 50-50. So, same uh, format that, you, that you've had um, yep. in previous, yep, good. previous episodes. So, Andrej Plenkovic. Andrej Plenkovic. Is he a world leader or is he a current NPL Victoria footballer. Hmm. This is difficult. Um, Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to more think of what, how would you structure them? Would you put an NPL player first or would you put a world leader first to try and catch me out? Mm. You want a bit meta with solving this one? And I'm going to go 
I reckon you want to kick off strong, so I reckon it's a world leader. It is a world leader. You are correct. Uh, bonus points. Any, any uh, country? Any guess? Uh, I'm going to go with Georgia. Uh, close-ish. Uh, he, Andrej Polenkovic is the Prime Minister of Croatia. Oh, okay. So, Should have that. Well, well done there. Yeah. Well done there. <laughs> Andrea Roxandich. Andrea Roxandich. Is he a player in the MPL Victoria or is he a world leader? Well, I've not heard of it before, so I can't really answer with any confidence. So I, I'm going to go with, oh, man. I'm going to go with. MP, yeah, MPL footballer. Do I get a bonus point if I guess the club? You do. Uh, Eastern Lions. False. Uh, he is a player. He plays for the Preston Lions. Well oh, done. I know. Well done. You're two for two from this. Damn, it's going to have to be harder next week. I thought it was going to be way worse at this, yeah. It's going to have no. to be harder next week. Uh, you've only got yourself to blame. Last one, Zoran Zayev. Zoran Zayev, is he a world leader or is he a uh, an NPL footballer? Zoran Zayev. Hungarian politician. He is a world leader, so you've got that correct. Three uh, from three. He is the Prime Minister of North Macedonia, though. So, oh, damn it. Okay. So, no up. bonus points, but, man, you've got all three. three, okay, three. So, I'm, yeah, I'm shocked wow. with that. I'm absolutely okay. shocked with that. Uh, well, well done to you. Uh, next week's going to be a lot harder because yeah, apparently that um, was uh, pretty darn easy. Well done. No, it wasn't. I, would, um, just, I think probably I had to guess them. So it's just a 50-50 guess for me. Mm. Um, I obviously make mine a little bit more shithouse for you. So this week I am going to do an excellent segment which I call Actor or Footballer. And I threw you by putting musician in the oh. run sheet. So you wouldn't think that So you couldn't prepare and you couldn't really cheat. So I have got for you, Branson, the name of an actor and the name of a footballer. You have to tell me which one is the footballer. Okay. Give it to me. Borja Iglesias, Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin Phoenix is an actor, mate. That is the easiest one in the bloody world because he is an avid Fulham fan. Whoa! Is he? He is. He's a big-time Fulham fan. That's how I knew it. Not exactly. As if him. someone bloody... It's as if someone had you back in this week's episode because oh. you'd had a shocker last week. Thank you. Uh, if you did that point, deliberately... If you can tell me one of the movies that he's in. Oh, he's in... Um... Oh, I actually know too because I looked him up because he's a Fulham fan. He's in Gladiator and he's in Joker. I literally wrote Gladiator and Joker in my list to if you didn't get it and you wanted to ask for what movies yeah, they were in. The, uh, Very he's good. The, he's the angry, uh, what do you call it, Caesar or whatever. In yeah, yep. Very good. Very great film. But we should watch Gladiator together. Actually, okay. Branson, your next movie star or football star is. Katarina Macario versus Morena Baccarin. Morena Baccarin's a, she is a footballer. You are going for Morena Baccarin. Morena Baccarin is an actor. 
Yeah. Just start in Homeland. No, you said footballer. Oh, what? Yeah. Sorry, Branson. Oh. Um, and you can't even deny it because we're literally recording this and we can just replay it. Oh, um, that's- Homeland, Deadpool, Serenity, and Greenland. Very good act. act- right. Actor, actress. Right. Oh, bummer. Well, that's a little bit disappointing. I thought I got it, uh, but turns out I didn't. So there we go. That's, yep. well, who, uh, Last who, one. Yep. Last one for you. Danny Wilson versus Gerard Butler. That's tough. Danny Wilson. That's like a classic. He plays for like Scunthorpe United, but so could Gerald Butler. He could be the goalkeeper for Lincoln Town. Oh, that's tough. Gerald Butler's a footballer. First thought, best thought. Sure. Lock it in. Yep. I'm so, yep. Take it to the bank. Danny Wilson plays for Colorado Rapids. Gerald oh. Butler is an actor. He's played Greenland, which was also with Marina Baccarin, 300, and is a voice actor in How to Train Your Dragon. Right. One from three, Branson. That's not I good. love this segment. This segment's oh, great. I don't know how I'm meant to get these. I mean, I got what can Just by literally... Gerard Butler is like one of the best known actors. Like, I, yeah, I'm man. I, you got Joaquin Phoenix. Like, yeah. I'd say he's of a similar ilk to Joaquin Phoenix. Okay. Um, anyway, <coughs> Branson, Ooh, that's us. Another great little bit of a segment. Let's turn our attention to the games that are on this week. Um, I'm really glad you brought it up because I didn't even notice that the games are on Wednesday night. We have got an entire round of football on Wednesday night. Um, Branson, do you want to take us through which fixtures we have? Absolutely. All the games on Wednesday night. Uh, I do advise, though, if you are going to the games, people, check the kickoff times, uh, lest you're late. Um, that's my <laughs> advice. Uh, we got South Melbourne taking on Dandenong Thunder. The Melbourne Knights will face Heidelberg United. Eastern Lions taking on Hume City. Altona Magic versus Green Gully. The Port Melbourne Sharks will face off against the St. Albans Saints. Dandy City will square off against the Oakley Cannons. And a grand final replay from 2019, mate. Bentley Green's taking on Avondale FC. So it's going to be a fully loaded Wednesday night. Ripper Wednesday night of football, Branson. We didn't do too well on the tips last week. We got no, we two. We got two, yeah. Um, we got the Hume result correct and we got the Heidelberg result correct. Uh, and I do have unfortunate news, mate. You, you mentioned Carla. Uh, my mum earlier on, she tipped three. She out-tipped so us bad at this. She out-tipped us again two weeks in a row. Uh, How's she going in the table? Because she would have to be I haven't higher than it. us. I, I haven't looked at that, to be honest. Uh, but, yes, yeah, she would be. Uh, yes, yeah, she would be. Um, there's, not that I want to tank this, but there's something that's really on brand about us. I would like it if we could be the NPL podcast that, like, statistically knows the least about the NPL. Yeah, and for, uh, and we're on we're on course for that. And let's just like we do know quite a bit about the NPL, but then when it comes to predicting results, we are absolutely terrible. Um, it is tough, uh, but mate, I think what we did last week, I think our mistake was we were chasing results. You know, the week mm-hmm. before we we got one, and I think we chased the results that we missed. We tried to uh, remedy them. Like we should have tipped Green Gully the week before, so we tipped them this week, and that was a bad idea. So we, uh, we've tried to remedy that with this week's tips. So our tips for this week, do you want to read them out? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I actually don't know which order you've put them in, so I'm just going to assume we're going from left to right here. But South Melbourne versus Dandenong Thunder, we're going with South. I think yep. that's safe. That's that's safe. Knights versus Heidelberg. 
we're going for a draw, which I think is also fair, mainly because I probably said it at you. Uh, Eastern Lions versus Hume. We're going to go with Hume. As positive as we have been of Eastern Lions, I think Hume, that's points for them. Altona versus Green Gully. We think Green Gully's got that one in the bag. Pretty happy with that. Uh, Port Melbourne playing St. Albans Saints. We're going to go St. Albans Saints for that one, Brand. We are. Dandenong City, Oakley Cannons. We are going to go for Oakley in that one. That is a no-brainer. Lock that in. And Bentley Greens versus Avondale, the grand final replay. We are calling that as a draw. Brand, are you happy with all of our votes? I think so. I think I, I think so. I hope we do better. Uh, we are ho- trying. It's not hard to do better, though. Like, we got two. We really should be able to get more than two. We should. We should. But Imagine if we got all of them. What do we do if we get all of them right? Just celebrate immediately. Just, like, full-on party. Just I reckon we just go to the pub and we just get around for everyone. Definitely. Uh, Mum has not submitted her tips yet. Uh, she will submit them soon. But, uh, yeah, hopefully... I don't know. We've, we've we've taught her everything she knows. Hopefully we do well, mate. Uh, I'm looking forward to a big Wednesday night of football. Also, uh, you mentioned cup games. There is the FFA Cup this weekend, as well as round three of the Nike FC Cup will be on this weekend as well. So plenty of cup games to get to. Uh, check out the Football Victoria page for all the fixturing information. I'm too nervous after getting uh, the time wrong to... Uh, to read it. To attempt to read them out. Yep. No, that's good. Look, and look, we don't need to read them out because we're heading out of here anyway. Brown, that is the end of another Ripper episode. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for joining us. I am at Chambershire on Instagram. Branson, you are at Branson Gibson on Twitter. Uh, follow us on Instagram and Twitter uh, at SemiProPotty. And let us know what games you're going to. And as always, keep being semi-professional. And thank you for joining us for the Match Day 5 episode of the SemiProPotty. Potty.